This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering all things Ipswich Town since 2015. My name is Mikey Penty-Smith. This is a live reaction show after Ipswich Town 2, Lincoln City 0. And joining me for this is Mr. Nil Nil himself, Seb Brown. How are you, mate? Hello, mate. I'm good, thank you. The uh, the curse has finally been lifted, thankfully. The curse has been lifted, but at what cost, though? A 2-0 win, but two of our star men <laughs> going down injured. Yeah, it's left a bit of a a bit of a bitter taste, doesn't it? I guess you know the first half was so comfortable, we looked so so good knocking the ball around, and then yeah, the three players you probably didn't want to have to be injury doubts going into three huge games. You would pick Edmondson, Morsey, and, and and Burns, wouldn't you? I guess the good news is none of them were you know none of them were stretched off or anything. Morsey seemed okay. Burns, you know, if there's any doubts, I'm assuming Burns would have been told to get off the pitch and we play out the last five five ten minutes with ten men, and he he came back on and he, he looked okay at a few touches, didn't he? But I guess Edmondson's the one, isn't it? You know, you, you put it in, in our WhatsApp group saying you thought that looked like a bad one. He kind of hmm. went up for the corner and came down on his own ankle. Look, he jarred it or rolled yeah. it. Yeah, it looked like his ankle got stuck in the turf, which yeah. which is which is never never good. Charlie D says, what a weird and worrying second half. It was really deflating, wasn't it, the second half? And not just because we didn't score or create many chances. We played perfectly well, but just those injuries, like it. Because it, it, it really does feel like if, we, if we're going to have any chance, we need Edmondson and Morsi out on the pitch. Absolutely. And with the, the three games we've got coming up, you know, Portsmouth at the weekend, uh, Oxford away and Plymouth, you know, they are three of the, you know, three of the top top players. They're probably three of the players in the running for the player of the year categories. They've all been absolutely excellent, uh, especially since McKenna took over and, and hopefully uh, all three will be available. Although Edmondson looked like the, the dodgy one. I guess Burgess did okay when he came on. Obviously, he's not going to offer you the same ball playing ability that Edmondson does in terms of bringing the ball forward and linking the the play with the midfield. He did okay when he came on, uh, but to, to lose all three would be a hell of a blow, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. David Hughes, hopefully, Seb's tried to answer your question there. Obviously, we, d- we don't know if if McKenna sheds any light on it in the post-match quotes. Please do keep us updated because obviously we're we're here on YouTube. We can't we can't tune in. Uh, Alex Jenkins, though, we did win 2-0 tonight. He says town are going up. It was a really good first half, wasn't it, Seb? It was, yeah, and important to win tonight because all the results, you know, Sunderland got two late goals and picked up points and Plymouth picked up points again. So it was a night where, you know, we had to had to get a win under our belts and I thought we were really, really slick in the first half, playing really, really well. We'll come on to, you know, star performers and stuff. I thought Aluko was absolutely different class tonight. You know, some of the close control and the touches were absolutely superb. Knocked the ball around lovely and 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 yeah, it was it was a really, really top class performance. It, it was the same as the last three games, wasn't it? You know, dominating the ball, yep. lovely, lovely passages of play and in these last two games, Fleetwood at the weekend and tonight we finally managed to add some goals to it. Absolutely. You mentioned Aluko there. Let's let's get into the Ipswich team. Uh, it looks like this. Um, 
so yeah, Alu- Aluko came in for who did Aluko come in for? Came in for Chaplin, didn't he? Yeah, and or or Piggott, yeah, because you had Morsey drop back and Backison yeah. come along yeah. field alongside Morsey. So I, I was surprised Piggott was was left out. You know, I, I was at Fleetwood. I thought he played well with his hold up play, and McKenna was very praising after the game. So I felt a little bit harsh for him being dropped to the bench. Um, but Jackson having scored at the weekend, and you know when you've got players at the class of of, of Aluko and Salina now looks like he's really starting to purr. So you can't really argue with with the replacements, can you? And it was noticeable. It was two. Two number tens, wasn't it? Behind Jackson, rather than the three-four-three, it's kind of become a uh, sort of a, a three-four-two-one in recent weeks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it has. And yeah, just on the sub sub bench, Bon Piggott and Norwood. I mean, that's ridiculous. I think Craig commented that we <laughs> probably uh, didn't need all three of them. Maybe Vincent Young should have been on the bench, but as it turned out, we didn't didn't use any of them. Um, no, so surprising, wasn't it? Yeah, like you, like Craig said, there's no cover there with other. You, you think one of Penny or Vincent Young would be on the bench just to give you, you know, a, a, an option. Um, and yeah, like you say, we didn't end up using any of the three main strikers, did we? No, let's just have a quick look at the the Lincoln team. Did you see it as a four? Sorry, a a, a three five two. Or yeah, kind of. I, I was... Matched us up. Yeah, I was surprised Maguire seemed to play really deep. You know, I know him from his time at Sunderland when he was not necessarily an out-and-out striker, but he'd kind of play in the left forward role or the number 10 role. So he was noticeably playing uh, uh, rather deep. And yeah, I mean, they I thought they were a poor side. They didn't really offer anything at all, did they? I thought it was interesting they had no no keeper on the bench. Their, their keeper got injured in the last minute of the weekend against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, so they threw the, the young lad in who had a couple of dicey moments. And I don't think they had a, a keeper on the bench. No. Very, very strange that one. Good, good spot. We'll just dip back into the the comments. We're playing catch up a little bit because we started a little bit late. We won't go into the details of that, Seth. <laughs> uh, Jack Lloyd, hoping for the best. We need them two fighting, fighting fit. Very, very true. Charlie Massively, D, yeah. nervous few days now until Saturday. Yeah, very, very much so. Big game on Saturday, isn't it? Massive. I mean, they won again tonight. They won three one, didn't they? So they are right, right, closing us down, breathing down our necks. And if we can you know, finally get this magical three wins on the bounce, which we've never been able to do all season and just keep them at arm's length. That'll be a hell of a result, but we're going to need those top, top players on the pitch. Indeed. Indeed we are. And we just mentioned it before, before we went live. Um, It's tempting to say, oh, this is, this is the typical Ipswich, but actually as Lee Renshaw rightly points out, we've been lucky with injuries recently, haven't we? But we have, yeah. They've come at the the worst possible time, arguably. Potentially, yeah. I mean, I guess we're kind of in reaction mode, aren't we? We don't know how bad these things are going to be. Fingers crossed that they'll all be okay. But yeah, I mean, the the performance team that Ashton's brought in seems to have been doing well with all the classifications of red players and amber players, etc. You know, I think other players have admitted in the past under previous regimes they were rushed back too early, which then led to further injury breakdowns. And and this season, touch wood, up until tonight, we've been we've been okay. Burns obviously missed that section at the back end of, of, of last year, November-December time, which I guess had a big impact on, on on Cook's last few games here. But apart from that, you know, we've been able to pick a pretty consistent and strong 11 for, for, for the whole season. So it's just sod's law a little bit that injuries would start to happen right as we go into this crucial run of games. Absolutely. Lee Renshaw commenting on us going going on a little bit late that Mikey's doing his hair. No comment. Uh, yeah, no comment. Um <laughs> <laughs> Do I even read this one out, Seb? Probably not. <laughs> uh, right, Blue, clean sheet felt like a moral victory after the victories. Fingers crossed for Fridge and Morsi. We'll, we'll get into the match action in a bit, but we looked really solid at the back again, didn't we? We do every game. We do, don't we? It's just the norm now. You know, is that what's that? Two goals conceded in ten games. Sheffield Wednesday away and Morecambe away. You know, we we are so so solid. Um, they're they're going to be on their way to setting another record soon for for clean sheets again. It's just an area of the team you haven't got to worry about. It's the fifteenth, I think they said fifteenth consecutive game that it's been Danassi and Wolfenden and, and Edmondson at the back three. And yeah, we just you know we look so so solid in defence. And you, you're never worried anymore, are you? Even even when you come up against teams of of, of class and quality, you're not overly concerned that we're going to be shipping goals, which is such a contrast to the first four or five months of the season when, you know, it was all to pot. I know we were playing a different formation, uh, but it was all to pot. And, you know, we'd be thinking we have to score three goals today to to guarantee ourselves a win. At the time, we've struggled to score goals up front. The defence are doing their job, which means we can just start to, you know, nick games here and there. 
Absolutely. Andreas Christensen, I think he's watching us over in Norway. Michael Warner, good morning all from Brisbane. Good win. Wolfie holding the back of his leg didn't look good. No, it didn't. I'm hoping that he carried on because he's fine rather than because we already had a centre-back go off. Um, it is a worry. Daryl Hughes, yep, next three games probably to find our season, so we need all of those players fit. Massively, Absolutely. yeah. I mean, the three, the three games coming up are, are, are crazy, aren't they? If we, if we could get, you know, seven points, let's say, from these three games, if you can beat Portsmouth on the weekend, get a solid point away to Oxford and then follow up with a win against Plymouth, then we're going to be right, right in the mix, aren't we? Definitely. Um, just just looking for a, for a positive one before we <clears throat> go into the match action. Chris Horn, is it time to have a Luco get a new contract and get that thing extended? Absolutely. Yeah, um, I mean, it was, what, it was, what performance tonight? He's so classy. I mean, he was the surprise of the of the the front three. You know, I, I didn't think he would come in tonight. I thought Pickett would get a chance again. I didn't really see Chaplin dropping out because he contributed via his set pieces against Fleetwood. But Aluko was was so so good. That bit of skill in the first half on the touchline, you know, in front of McKenna, where he just <laughs> takes the ball. It was ridiculous, wasn't it? It was you know, Barker era Ronaldinho at times, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, he's played at the higher level and he's an absolute class yeah. player. So I think we've got an option in the contract. It was a a one-year deal with an option, so surely that will get triggered because you know he's 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 been superb and he's he's probably the most surprising of the signings. When we took him, he didn't really fit in with the rest of the signings of the summer, no. did we? He was older. Uh, we were going for the sort of you know the younger players. I guess we could look to develop and then sell on. And you know the poor guy came in against Newport and got written off by a fair few people because he clearly wasn't fit in that game. Yeah, but you know since he's come into the side, he's just so so good. His close control, his touch, his awareness. Mm. He he's got a bit of pace about him as well. I noticed tonight. Yeah. I've never, I've never really seen no that slouch. side of the game, but no, he's no slouch. He can put himself about. And uh, yeah, top, top, top class player. Fantastic player. So yeah, let's get into the, the, the match action. I actually thought Lincoln looked decent early on um, after great play from Aluko. Played in Danassian, whose cross was hit over the top by Burns. That was in, I think it was all, almost the first two minutes. So no, another quick start from us. Um, Wolfenden had a great run forward. He did that a couple of times tonight. Ends with his cutback being cleared to Aluko. Hits a shot on the turn, which is blocked. Jackson's then fouled as Aluko tries to play him in. And the linesman gives an offside. I whizzed it back to check. And that one was definitely onside. Um, but moments later, Seb, he's onside again and providing an assist. And it's what he does so well, isn't it? When he runs those channels, you know, he's, he's so quick. You're not going to catch him. He gets him behind, down there left, pulls the ball back. Uh, and obviously Burns is there to, to to fire it home. And I think Jackson went and made that. Everyone seemed to celebrate. And Jackson was going over to the linesman, wasn't he? C- continuing the uh, the offside argument from a few yeah, a few minutes mm. before, a bit of finger pointing. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we've seen that goal. We, you know, getting in getting in behind teams now, down the flanks and pulling the ball back for, for players running into the area is clearly something they must work on in training because because we seem to be doing it, you know, almost every single game now. And, you know, when when that went in, you're thinking, brilliant, here we go. Definitely. And then, weirdly, there was another ridiculous decision from the referee linesman that stopped us in our tracks with Danassian in a great position down our right. And again, we get frustrated with the officials. But again, we score, we score a goal. Yeah, strange, wasn't it? You know, Danassian's in and they pull it back. They don't give the advantage and pull it back. And we're all thinking, right, brilliant. Uh, and then Burns, you know, on the on the, the second phase after the, the free kick, he's just, when he's running like that, he's so direct and powerful and he just shrugs off the, the defender, pulls it back. Morsey, I thought, would put his foot through it. I was quite surprised. I, I don't know if he scuffed it. I've, I've not seen it back. Uh, but it looked to me like a, a bit of a measured pass. And thankfully, they've got a player down who's playing Jackson on side because for all the world, he looks like he's offside. Taps it home, 2-0. And yeah, happy days. Great. Yeah, it was it was marginal, that one, I think. It, it may have been offside, but maybe the linesman didn't fancy putting <laughs> Another. the flag up against Jackson again <laughs> after the stick he'd just given him. Um. Before the end of the half, Selina gets himself into a spot of bother. Quite a physical side, aren't they, Lincoln? Or they were at least dirty, they were they? tonight. Yeah, but... I, I don't remember that from previous games against them in this league being overly, overly dirty and stuff. You know, I remember Tyler Walker a few years ago playing for them, looked to wind up the North Stand and stuff. But obviously, he's moved on, and I don't remember that side. Maybe, maybe it's a consequence of where they are in the league. But there were a few nasty, nasty challenges, and I think um, Maguire got himself booked for mouthing off to the ref and stuff. But yeah, Selina, it was a, it was a bad challenge on him, but he he gets up, you know, paces over to the guy, and he kind of puts his arms up into his chest a little bit. But thankfully, the the ref saw common sense and just booked them both, didn't he? 
He did indeed. And as we mentioned, Aluko had a ridiculous first half and probably should have scored his first Portman Road goal early in the second. In the 56th minute, he fired over with his right foot after another mazy run. Then Edmondson went down. The night started to turn sour at this point. Nasty looking ankle injury that we'd already talked about. Landed awkwardly after a corner. Tried to come back on, as you mentioned, and then went down. And yeah, that looks a nasty one. Cameron Burgess, though, at least he is suited to the left-sided centre-back of a three. That's probably yeah, yeah. his best position, isn't it? That's overall. what he's played at yeah, uh, Accrington, wasn't it, before he joined us. So he knows the role. He's not going to give you what Edmondson does in terms of bringing the ball out and stuff. But he is a you know, he's a, he's a, a clearer and a stopper and he'll put his body on the line. And I thought when he came on, I thought he did all right. You know, he did okay. He yeah. uh, read the game quite well, intercepted a couple of a couple yeah. of their players. Yeah, he did the simple stuff well. And, mm. you know, I guess if he has to come into the side on, at the weekend, at least he's going to be slotting into a position that he is familiar with from his previous time. Indeed. And uh, Morsley was next to go off. We'll see Wolfenden was, was struggling as well, but stayed on. Morsley then went off with, uh, what What do you think? Was it a knee injury? I guess so. It was a weird one because I didn't see any kind of challenge. We had a corner, didn't we? And suddenly he was sat down on the edge of the D, but he looked okay. And the physio came on and he didn't do anything to him. And they just had a bit of a chat with Burns standing next to him. Physio went off. So I kind of thought, oh, maybe he's just knackered or, you know, maybe it's a, a bit of gamesmanship and stuff. And the physio went off and then, uh, he, the referee made made Morsey go off with the physio. He gestures him back on, and then 30 seconds later, he's down again. But he moved off quite freely when he got subbed for Carroll. You know, he wasn't limping or anything, so I'm, I'm not sure what, what went on with that one. Hopefully, um, that's just a, a, you know something pretty pretty negligible because he, he looked all right when he went off. He was moving freely, so fingers mm. crossed that's not a bad one because he'll be cru- he'll, he's so crucial for where he plays. And he, you know, I thought he was excellent with the ball again tonight, and having Backinson behind him allows him to make those runs forward, as we saw with the the second goal when he's on the penalty spot. You know, looking to to to, to slide it home. So you know he'd be a, a, a huge miss. I think he might be a slightly bigger miss than Edmondson. If you know, if if, if he had to choose one of those two to be out, you'd want more yeah. on that side. Absolutely, you would. Uh, Tom Carroll came in for him, and he actually had some nice touches. But again, just such a such a different type of player. Um, you f- feel like we really need Morsey. You need back, the energy, don't you? You need the energy it. of Morsey to drive you up the pitch with the ball. You know, yeah. Carroll's got. Well, a lot he's of, an all rounder, um, isn't he? He's a he's a an all-round central midfielder for us at the moment. He's a box-to-box player. He is really good in possession. He can slow the game down, speed it up. The gamesmanship, the leadership. He's the captain. He's he's a massive miss. Yeah, huge. Probably, yeah. I'm struggling to think of another player that we'd miss as much. Maybe Burns Walton, is the other one, isn't he? It's Burns, I guess, Burns or Walton. Well. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're the two that are in that level. So, yeah, hopefully he'll be okay. And fingers crossed because it didn't look bad when he went off. So, hopefully that's just a, a little one. Okay. Um, so then, after putting in a decent tackle, Burns injured his, his ankle, seems to run it off. Um, hopefully that was just a, a bang and he'll he'll be okay for, for Saturday. Backinson, who I thought had a decent game, had an effort from distance, which the keeper has to save after he was teed up by Carroll. And Walter makes his first proper save in injury time. Uh, it was another good night for the goalkeeper in the defence, wasn't it, Seb? It was, yeah. I mean, that's what I love about Walton. He did it at the weekend. You know, he had nothing to do for the vast majority of the game. And when he needs to, he pulls out a save, you know, a top-class save. So his his concentration levels are absolutely phenomenal. And he just gives you so much confidence. And, and the whole of the back, you know, that back four, the three the three centre-backs and him at the back, you're just so confident going into games that, you know, we're not going to concede here. We're not going to be put under any kind of undue pressure because they're all just so good in, in their individual roles and working as a unit. Indeed. We'll just quickly look at the other League One results from tonight. And in the end, aside from Bolton losing, they didn't go our way. Um, Crew beating three... Well, sorry, Portsmouth winning 3-1 at Crew. Milton Keynes-Dons, comfortable winners against Cheltenham. I think they, they're gone now, aren't they? Yeah, um, yeah. Plymouth, solid win for them at home to Wimbledon. And Sunderland came from an Ellis Harrison goal behind to win... To win three one, looked like Fleetwood might be doing us a favour, but yeah, that was the annoying one. They got two goals in the last eight minutes, didn't they, to win that? So that's the mm. yeah, that's the frustrating one because at, at that point the table was looking really, really good. So this is how it stands. It's kind of as you were. We've obviously made some ground on Sheffield Wednesday and, and Wickham, and we're we're within shooting distance of the the top six now. I think there's a, a few comments on this. Um, 
Ashley Eldon, incredible how our league positions barely changed despite the great run. How far off the playoff places were we when Cook left? We seem to have been in ninth for the entire, you know, the last six months, don't we? It's crazy. Yeah. And, and like Ashley says there, you know, the, we've taken, I don't know what the, the point is now, 30 points or something under McKenna's time in charge. And yeah, we still haven't really, we've clawed the, the gap back, obviously. And if you look how far the likes of Sunderland were ahead of us at one point, I think they were 14, 15 points ahead of us with a with a game in hand. So we have clawed back on people. The trouble is everyone most weeks now, week in, week out, is just winning their games, aren't they? They are it's so frustrating, isn't it? <laughs> um, there, there is a, a noticeable gulf between the top ten teams now and the the rest of the division. Um, John Cup final on Saturday, biggest game of the season. It is. It's, it's nice to have a big game, isn't it? The, it is. Yeah. God, when was the last time we had going into you know Easter, March, April time, and and games were still meaningful? I know we had the relegation mm-hmm. season, but we were you know all but down. And you know it's been years since we got to this time of the year, and things were still interesting. So that's a, it's going to be an absolutely huge game. And like I say, if we if we can beat them and keep them at arm's length, then they're going to be so confident going into Oxford away, aren't they? Definitely. And and if we don't. Dare we say it? Next season is is the real quiz. That's what Pete Girls is saying. Have we deservedly won those two recent draws with Cheltenham and Morecambe? We'd be sixth. Still, unbelievable impact from McKenna. Anything this season is a bonus. 22-23 is the one. That's the real quiz. You can't argue that at all, can you? Can't you argue know, with frustrating that. to drop points, but yeah, if we do stay down and end up finishing on 75, 76 points and missing out by a couple, then going into the summer, we're all going to be so optimistic, aren't we? Lee Renshaw, Selena and Luca are just so composed and bamboozled opponents. What do we think the chances are of them both being here come August? Aluko, I think they'll trigger the option. I think they'd be silly, silly not to. You know, mm. he seems to be a, a good character to keep around the place. And you know, the the level he's played at in the past, he's he's only going to be a benefit in the dressing room. Selena's an interesting one. You know, for for me, he, he's absolutely top class player. And if there's a deal to be done, then then you do it. Uh, there's no money whatsoever in the French league, is there? So I don't think Dijon are going to want him back with his reported wage. So if you can get a sensible deal and the wages aren't too much, then surely you do it because he is just a class above. You know, we saw tonight again some of the touches and some of the the weight of the pass, you know, especially for Jackson to release Jackson for that first goal. Did it at the weekend as well. The weight of the pass. Jackson hasn't got a break stride to score the goal. He's just a real, real class player. And I would, yeah, I would really look to hopefully if, we, if there's a deal to be done and it's not silly money, then then do it. Do you think we might see him in the more withdrawn role again on on Saturday? If especially, I'm not if- sure. I'm not sure against Portsmouth is the game to do it in. You know, yeah. uh, if if it was if it was all around, if we'd beaten Portsmouth tonight and we're going into a Lincoln game, then I'd say drop him back. But I think I'd be a bit concerned of a midfield duo of Backinson and Selina up against Portsmouth. To be honest, yeah, I'd probably go along with that. Daniel Daniel Hillman, bit of an assessment on. On tonight's game, Lincoln started as if they believed they could beat us at our own game. Went two goals behind and then they looked quite poor. I think, yeah, fair, fair comment. They looked, they, yeah, Daniel's nailed they, it there, they, isn't they, he? they were going for it, weren't they? And, and then sort of lost confidence when they went behind. They were, yeah. I mean, I guess the the, the fact it was the the young keeper's debut, you know, he, he looked very jittery with communication with his back his back line, especially at the start of the second half, and you could see their confidence just ever away. And then and after after we went to up, they offered very very little, did they? got some people who are at the game joining us now Seb that's the that's the benefit of starting a little bit later Kirk Degiorgio hi chaps just back for the match great three points back in some my man of the match fair play to Lincoln they got ties for him put the foot in second half but we're never really a threat yeah Backinson starting to come strong isn't he he did okay. Yeah, I was a bit frustrated in the first half with him, uh, but as the game went on, I thought he got he got better and better. Uh, I think the trouble with him is is that he's not he doesn't he looks like he should be a really physical player, given his size and his you know his demeanour, and he, he's not necessarily like that. And he's one of those players when their their running style and stuff is a bit sort of languid, and and I think people associate that with you know maybe maybe not busting a gut to get back. But I thought he grew into the game. The deep role clearly clearly suits him, you know, when he's got someone like Morsey alongside him. And um, yeah, he, he could be crucial now because if Morsey were to be out with Evans out already, he's our only really sort of experience having played recently central midfielder, isn't he? Because Carroll's mm. been out for a while and El Mazzuni keeps coming out in, in and out of the side. Yeah, he's start, starting to look like a potentially big player. Bolton equalised late on, just uh, doesn't doesn't really make much difference, does it? No. Nah. Um, no, their still... season's probably still alive, isn't it? But, but just about, but yeah, 
only just. Please keep getting the, the questions and, and comments in. We've actually been joined by a Darlington fan. I didn't didn't see that coming tonight, Seb. Um, okay. We were made bankrupt in 2011, reformed in 2012, demoted four leagues, but currently a fan-owned National League North club. And we've had three promotions to date. That's fantastic, isn't it? Phenomenal, um, yeah. And also some, ex, some ex-players. Ian's put a comment just below that, listing some ex-players of ours who've, you know. Yeah, Jason DeVos, Billy Clark, Alan Armstrong. Yeah, and in in that time, just so you know, Ian, we've we've made the championship playoffs once and and got relegated to League One. So um, maybe puts it into perspective. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Charlie D, that's awesome. Great effort. Backinson is superb at shielding the ball and is very temperate. Pancha Knight Badger, yeah. He- he is, did that well he, tonight. Yeah, he did that well yeah. tonight, didn't he? Yeah, he's, he's he did that well, and and yeah, he, he could be a really big player. We've got an option to buy, haven't we? As part of the loan deal, I think. So we can't really lose, you know. If he if he gets a decent run in the side and and performs to a decent level, then I guess we'll look to make that permanent going into the summer. Hmm. Is there any news on Evans? Have you heard anything about? No, it was a few weeks, wasn't it? He said it wasn't months. It's going to be weeks, um, and that must have been probably two, three weeks ago now. So maybe we're looking at the end of the month, sort of a potential return. Maybe assuming there's no no setbacks or anything, I think we're still going to be three, four games away. Maybe Lee Renshaw, the next game under the lights at Portland Road could be a playoff semi. Yeah, it could be. Yes, yeah, the last night game it feels very early to finish the the, the last night game of the season. I know there's there's mm. games now for, for the next two weeks for all the sides that have got games in hand to start ticking them off. But but last year, it felt like we had a, a midweek game every week because of the, the shorter season. So it's it's strange to have it finished by the, the first week of March. But yeah, wouldn't that be great if we could gate crash the playoffs and have one of those Bolton-style night under the lights at Portman? It would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh. Doesn't bear thinking about at the moment. <laughs> the that'd, be, that'd be fantastic. Michael Warner, I'm glad that the players were a lot calmer than me when we passed the ball around in tight situations at the back. Have you, have you got used to this style of play now, Seb? Do you have it's a bit the, more faith in them? Yeah, it's the norm now, isn't it? I mean, we. I, I thought when, when I was at Fleetwood at the weekend, I thought the pitch would have meant that they would kind of drop that a little bit and look to go away from it because it wasn't a surface to do it on, but they did it all game. And to be fair, since McKenna's taken over, I can't think of too many times where we've we've messed it up or, or got it wrong. You know, it's just, it's the norm now, isn't it? And like so many things since he's come in, things have become the norm and we just seem to be really comfortable doing them and, and long may it continue because, you know, it's, it's great to watch at the moment, isn't it? It is fantastic to watch. Chris Horn asked, though, would we change the formation if we're without Fridge, Morsi, and possibly 
Wolf and then I think it'd probably force a hand, wouldn't it? You'd have to, yeah. Beyond, if, beyond Burgess, who, who are we talking about as a central you're defender? You're into Elkin Baggett's and stuff, Elkin aren't Baggett. you, from the, the under-23s and stuff. So, yeah, if you were to lose uh, Edmondson and Wolf and Dun, then you've, you've got to change the system. Um, I'm not entirely sure how, how good Danassian would be in a back two either. He strikes me as, you know, a back three mm-hmm. kind of player. So you'd have to change something round and, yeah, have Burgess and, and Danassian, I guess, would be your, your centre-back options. But you, you definitely have to do a formation change then. Yeah, I remember seeing Danassian play centre back in a in a back two partnership against Blackburn in the opening game of the season. Yeah, I remember ago. that. Spence was at right back, wasn't he? And Danassian looked really uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, but Fred didn't. Greenwood was scored after two minutes, and we all thought it was going to be so good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had a tear in my eye because I thought it was all all going to come good. Yeah, uh, Andrew Pearson, who would you like to see on the bench if Morsey and Edmondson are not available to provide more cover? Do you think it might be a, an opportunity for Baggett to to make a match day squad? Maybe, or I guess you've got Penny and and Vincent Young out in the wilderness at the moment, haven't you? I mean, yeah. Thompson is a Thompson's very much a left back. He, he's not necessarily a left wing back, so I don't know if he could mm. slot inside and play that left sided role of the back three. And then maybe you look to bring in Penny or Vincent Young as as an option there. But for, from a yeah. centre half point of view, it would be it would have to be Baggers, wouldn't it? Because there's there's nobody else. If uh, if Morsey is out, then I'm assuming Carroll comes into that role maybe alongside uh Backinson he'll he'll be definitely starting and I guess El Mazzuni works his way back onto the bench for, for the Portsmouth game. Yeah. Yeah I think we'll see El, El Mazzuni back. Gary Hayesman, really competent performance class from Teddy Bishop after the final whistle. I am gonna presume that, that he thought, went yeah. and applauded the the Ipswich fans. He didn't come on tonight, did he? No, presumably yeah he went over to and said his said his goodbyes one of the bomb squad wasn't he under under Paul Cook so I guess it's nice for him to get that moment although he didn't get to get on the pitch it's nice for him to get that moment and, and say goodbye to the to the club properly so just look looking ahead to to Saturday Seb how confident are you now because if if I'd have asked you how confident you were let let let's rewind to half time of tonight's match how confident were you going into Saturday's game at that stage? Yeah, uh, very. Um, you know, I, we were playing really, really well. I was watching it with a couple of mates on Zoom, and we were all saying, "Okay, so if we if we can get a second goal in the first ten minutes of the half, then you look to take a couple of players off." Uh, and my mate Mark said, "Morsey would be one he'd take off just to just to rest for a little bit." And I said to take off Jackson and you know give him a bit of a break and stuff. And yeah, that would have been the game plan, but unfortunately, it didn't work out that way, did it? I'm still confident though. Even you know, if 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 all three are missing then that's going to be a big ask because all three are so crucial to the way that we play. Hopefully Burns is okay. I think if there are any doubts with Burns, surely he wouldn't have come back on after getting the, the treatment. He'd have just stayed on and we'd have played the last, you know, the last 10, 10 minutes or so with, with 10 men. Morsey hopefully looked okay because he just walked off and seemingly all right, but we might have to get used to Edmondson being out potentially, I guess. But I'm still confident because we're on such a great run of form. Uh, we're still we're still playing really, really well. And, you know, we can bring on a player like Aluko into the side tonight who has an absolute stormer. Uh, and those bench options that we've got, you know, Norwood, Bon and Piggott don't get on the pitch tonight. Chaplin only comes on for, you know, the last the last few minutes or so. We've, we've got so many options in the squad that the form we're in, I, I, I think we should be looking to go into every game confident these days. Absolutely. Do you think Luco will start on Saturday? Because he played so well tonight, but he, he quite often dips in and out, doesn't he? Under he does, yeah. I, I think he deserves to after tonight. I think he played really, really well. But then that's going to be harsh on somebody like Chaplin against his old side. Because when we played at Fratton Park, he was absolutely superb, wasn't he? So, you know, this this front three is going to keep chopping and changing. I'd, I'd say Jackson and Selena are nailed on starters at the moment because Jackson's pace causes teams so many problems and you know he's so good at running those channels and when he gets in those positions nine times out of ten his decision making is very very good Selena at the moment is looking classy you know the weight of his passing the space he's finding he's looking really really good and then I guess it's a it's a toss-up then for the other front three or or other number 10 option but after tonight I would start a Luca because I, I thought he was absolutely superb I know he hasn't got many goals and many assists but yeah he doesn't you know, he d- doesn't fill up the stat sheet like Chaplin does does he but yeah I, th- I think he he offers quite a lot more in the more central areas of the pitch doesn't he Absolutely, yeah, and and no matter no matter what where he is on the pitch, no matter how many players he's got around him, no matter the the pace of the ball that that, re- that he receives, he never gives the ball away, does he? You know, he'll always get himself out of trouble and stuff. And he's just he's a great outlet, a class class player, and I would have him. I would have him starting. And can, can you do you, do you know the tune to this one, Seb? Can you sing this one for us? <laughs> Ips Rich, wake me up before you go. Go. Who needs Messi when you've got a Luco? 
it's a shame that one hasn't really hasn't really caught on. I heard that no, Ozone Aluko again tonight. Yeah, I've heard that the Ozone Aluko one. So no, that'd be great if we could uh, get that one uh, up and running. I thought he might join us tonight, Rich. I thought he might make another dash up the hill and jump on like he did after the uh, the, the, the last one, the last uh, reaction show. Uh, he's obviously doing a, gent- a gentle make, stroll, making his making his horlicks. Dennis Sullivan, I, I hope I'm, I'm so I'm hoping this is Suffolk pe- pessimism from Dennis. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm more concerned with Burns being out as these past injuries came off what seemed to be nothing too serious in the game. Yeah. I guess it's, yeah, I mean that's the, that's the you problem. Just don't know, do you? Because it, yeah, it looked like a an impact injury. He, his ankle could could swell up, um, and then yeah, it's whether it the swelling comes down enough for him to play. And you think with all the sports science involved now, you feel like players are going off with big knocks. It's not like the days of Matt Holland where they they just you'd just be sent to Brighton Sea Beach to for a dip sea, in the yeah. sea. Yeah, get to Craig's they, neck of the They're not going to play, are they? Even though it is Portsmouth. Yeah, no, if there's any doubts, he'll be classified in the, the red or the amber zone, wouldn't it? You know, and we'll have to look to, to, to bring somebody else in. I guess it will help now that this is our last three-game week, isn't it? You know, we're now going to be playing on the weekends consistently, so players will get that extra bit of recovery time after after Saturday. Um, some of the guys are now starting to put comments in. I'm guessing we've had a... Um, uh, a bit of a comment from from McKenna, and they're starting to say uh, uh, some of the some of the injuries and stuff. It looks like Edmondson's got a swollen ankle, and they're saying hamstring potentially for Morsey. So that would be a, a, a concern, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. If that's a if yeah. he just tweaked Hamst- it, he was moving off freely, wasn't he? Maybe he's just tweaked it. In which case, it's only going to be a, a, a few weeks rather than yeah. I mean, if he's pulled it, he's out for the, the season. He it didn't look like he pulled it, given the way he went off. Um, but but yeah, if it is a hamstring, I'd say he's now going to be very very doubtful for Saturday. Uh, for Saturday, yeah, that's usually that's if it's the least serious hamstring injury, that would be three weeks, I think. Yeah, which which well, what three games are I they? Know. Yeah, the absolute worst time of the season it could be. But I guess you know it's a chance now for somebody to come in if he is going to be out and and look to really make that position their own. I guess McKenna will have to have a think and see. Backinson will now be nailed on to be the the defensive one, you know, for the next mm. three games. And he's going to have to decide if he wants the, you know, the deeper lying play from from Tom Carroll and the classy left foot. However, you might find that he can't last the ninety minutes, and maybe up against a more physical midfield, he might start to struggle. Uh, or does he drop, like we said, maybe drop Selena back there, like he did against Fleetwood, and mm. and look to go from there? But I think that would be a big risk against three top class sides we're about to face. Indeed. Chris Horn, you've got to think McKenna is the type of manager who is training the defensive players to fill the roles in case of injury. I'm confident we can outplay Pompey. Love, love the confidence, and yeah, perhaps I am sort of stuck in, <laughs> stuck in the negative frame of mind of previous managers, where you just think, well, if you're missing your best players, you're not going to win. No, potentially, yeah, maybe we see it with the front three, don't we? You know, I guess the the performance levels don't really drop from game to game when we rotate the front three. So there's no reason to think that couldn't be applicable in other areas of the pitch. Is that you know, whoever comes in, uh, we'll, we'll know exactly what's expected of them. We've been playing a certain way now for uh, well since since Christmas time with with McKenna being in. So you'd like to think that any new replacements will know, will know exactly what they need to be doing. And and I agree, we can outplay Pompey because some of our football I mean, is absolutely superb. Indeed, and. Those some reality here from from Bits. Guessing Bits was at the game tonight, guys. Just enjoy the fact that we're still in the hunt because two years ago we played Coventry and lost, and then it was all over. Yeah, you're Very... absolutely right. We did we did say that we're we're excited about going the, going to the Portsmouth game on Saturday and it meaning something. And we quite often get to this stage of the season; it's already over. So yeah, we we are enjoying it. And this is good news, Neil Johnson, Portsmouth top top goal scorer is still suspended for yeah Saturday. he got sent off on the weekend didn't he harness so he's he's not going to be around so that's a a big big plus obviously me and rich will do the the pre-match we're going live i think on uh on friday night it's a big game so we decided we're going to do a live one so everyone tune in and we'll, we'll give all the lowdown on, on portsmouth and what they're likely to be doing given their suspensions and injuries excellent so yeah that's the the uh the pre-match show with with rich and seb and you'll be in the greyhound on on saturday i presume as well Yep, yep. I'm heading back, so we'll be in the Greyhound. I think Dave's there. And are you coming along? Are you back this weekend? I am back this weekend. I might not make it to the Greyhound, okay. but um, but yeah, I'll be at the game. I think it might be a, f- a full house for for Blue Monday. Hopefully, Harry from Bath's there as well. Gary Hayesman thought Backinson played his best game for us tonight, which is good news for Saturday. 
Yeah, he grew into the role in the game. Like, I was a bit frustrated with him in the first half, but yeah, yeah. second half he, he did well, got forward with that shot at the end as well. So he's not still not afraid to have a go from distance. Obviously, he uh, he had the one uh, against Morecambe a couple of weeks ago as well. So he, he's going to be a big player. If Morsey is out now for the next three games, then Backinson's going to be a big, big player for us. Indeed he is. Michael Warner, do you feel Jackson has taken over from Bond, Norwood and Piggott as our main striker? Well, he's the only one in form, isn't he? So, you know, of those four, he's the one at the moment getting the goals, two in two. And I guess he's got that that raw attribute of the pace, which nobody else, none of those other players, they're not slouchy the other players, but they haven't got that explosive pace over five or 10 yards like Jackson has. And it's such a good, useful weapon to have when he runs the channels and looks to to, to, to bring the ball and, 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 you know, cut it back for players running into the box. So at the moment, yeah, I, I think he is. And what a turnaround, you know, he was he was out the door in the summer. We triggered the option. I presume they wanted to try and sell him. Didn't get anything for him. He played a, a handful of EFL Cup games and stuff, and he scored a couple of goals. And McKenna clearly really, really likes him, and he's seen something in him. And it's fully deserved. And I think it gives a great message as well to other players in the squad. You know, no matter how far behind things you think you might be, if you work hard in trading, if you're you know if you're a good egg in the dressing room and stuff, then you will get your chances. And I'm really happy for him that he's he's taken them. I mean, this is his, his fourth season with us now, isn't it? You know, he's, he came came on a big money move in the championship in, a, in a, a poor, poor side. We had the first year down at this level where him and Norwood had that great partnership and he got, was it half a dozen goals and a load of assists and last season in and out of the side with injuries and form and fallouts with the manager and stuff. So I'm, I'm happy for him this year. And I, and, I, and I think we will probably see him around next year as well. I think McKenna likes him and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a maybe a year with a year's option as as part of the squad for next year. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? it didn't it definitely didn't seem likely even even a month ago, did it? No, exactly. Happen. Yeah, he was he was I mean, miles. He away scored from in it. the scored in the Pizza Cup, didn't didn't he? Yeah. We didn't even didn't even blink. We just thought, well, he's still not going to play. Yeah, no, and I think he came off the bench a couple of times in the FA Cup games, and yeah, we kind of thought he's done, he, he might get the odd run out here and there, but I, I assumed when they triggered the option last summer in the mass clear out, I assumed they only did that to try and get some value for him, and if they yeah. had an offer, they would have flogged him, but for yeah. whatever reason, you know, he kept his head down, he's worked hard, and he's having the uh, the rewards of it now, and that pace is absolutely crucial because, you know, when you've got the likes of Morsey breaking forward, and, and more so Selena with his ability to pick a pass and put the perfect weight on the ball, Jackson's asset is a massive, massive pace running in behind. And yeah, long may it continue at the moment. I think he's the first choice of those four. He is indeed. And Nathan Hall, he's he's in Melbourne, by the way. Got to see the uh, Caden Jackson goal tonight because his nephew video called him from the ground. He managed to see it. That's that's fantastic. And and so 2022 <laughs> that you were able to do that. Julie <laughs> um, F., Different opinion here. Fancy Chaplin playing a big role against Pompey Saturday as he did at Fratton Park. Obviously against his old side, hoping he gets the side, gets the start, sorry. But then who are you going to drop out? You know, he's going to have to come into that front three unless you drop Selena back alongside Backinson in midfield. Or you put, or you put a Luco back into midfield. Maybe, yeah, potentially. Um, but you're going to have to... There are, if you don't do that, then you're going to have to drop one of those one of those front three. And maybe the more I think about it, I know when you asked me a few minutes ago, I was thinking against Portsmouth, that's a big, big risk. But, you know, we've got to win these games. <clears throat> we've got to go for it. There's, there's not overly that much point being conservative. Do you maybe just risk it and and, and do it? Because Selena did okay in that role against, uh, uh, against Fleetwood. It was just the fact that Morsey's... You know, Morsey was was negated with his getting forward role, but neither Carroll nor Backinson are really going to look to do that. So perhaps maybe with the insurance policy of Backinson, you can fit uh, Chaplin and Aluko behind behind Jackson and, and really look to go for it. Definitely. So yeah, talk talk me through your eleven. Obviously, you you'll get to do this again in the in the pre match show, but but as as it stands. So if we are we assuming that Morsey and Edmondson are going to be out? I think, I think we can safely assume that Morsey's definitely out. But yeah, and Edmondson's ankle doesn't sound great, does it? So I mean, mm. goalkeeper wise, Walton's obviously going to start. Burns and and Thompson are going to be your uh, uh, your full backs, and then you're going to have Danassian, Wolfenden, and Burgess as the the back three. Oh, he has made it. How you doing? Oh, he's doing his sound. Okay, I'll carry on. Uh, 
Backinson's going to have to play now. He's going to be crucial in that that defensive screening central midfield role. Um, one of Carroll or Selena alongside him. And then depending what you do there, the front three, Jackson should definitely start. Aluko, for me, after tonight, will definitely start. Selena should definitely start either in the deeper role or in the you know the front three. And if he does, if he's the one that drops back, then yeah, by all means, bring in, bring in Chaplin. But again, that is harsh on Piggott because he played really well against Fleetwood and suddenly he can't get back into the side. So it's great to have options. I mean, God, how many times did we sit here last season and talk about how Ollie Hawkins was going to come in to replace Aaron Drinnen and, you know, we were tearing our hair out. So it's great to have these options and be able to have these conversations. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's up to somebody to come in now and make the difference and hold on to the shirt, I guess. Indeed. Well, welcome to the, to the show, Rich. How was, how was tonight? Big crowd, decent atmosphere? Yeah, I, the last few Tuesdays have been a little flat at times and it's taken a little bit of you know energy from section six to rile up the north stand so that it's noisy but second half was much better um and it yeah it, it just feels like a win tainted by extras from platoon kind of situation <laughs> i don't know whether we've heard any post-match reaction to because obviously burns kept going and we know that he's got an injury i remember i think said may have said that earlier on morsey's obviously a concern though we had four games without him and did okay mm. um and Burgess came on and, you know, he's that orthodox left-sided centre-back playing in the left-side position. So yeah, it it's could, a square peg yeah. in a square hole, isn't it? Isn't it that one? Like, sounds like Morsey's going to be out for a few weeks at least, though, because he's done his hamstring. Um, Edmondson's an ankle, but we, yeah, that that one was obvious. Right. Um, I don't think we've heard anything on Burns unless, unless anyone can smarten us up. No, like, those of you out there who are listening it's just a shame, watching, isn't it? Oh, it's the, just tainted, uh, it, hasn't it? Yeah, it's tainted. The, the guy victory. I stand next to said, um, "Kind of, we we never get nice things at Ipswich. There's always <laughs> there's always some kind of you know twist in the tail or something like that to mm. to get us back down to earth." And obviously, everyone pretty much won. I think Bolton, Bolton when I left, were losing, but it was in added time. But they got a late late equaliser. Do they? Yeah, yeah not, no, no surprise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just, I mean, we just have to keep doing what we're doing, don't we? And as I think I was walking, turned the corner and heard Seb say, we shouldn't be fearing playing anyone at the moment. And I think that's the right way to be about it. And we can only care about our results now. And as long as we keep winning, teams have got to play each other, as we were talking about in the flagship on Sunday. Um, we've just got to hope for some teams to drop points and there will be a team that goes on a really streaky bad run and we just need to keep winning to make sure we can take advantage. Absolutely. And, it, and if we don't, Bit says champions next season. So you've got that to fall back on, haven't we? Yeah, there's, a, there's your silver lining. Yeah, got the positivity back. Just hope it doesn't all fall fall flat on Saturday. No, I'm confident. It's got a big game feel. And I know how many times we've sat here over the years and said that we don't turn up for, for big games, but everything just feels different now under McKenna, doesn't it? You know, we're we're playing so well, we're defending so well. Okay, we might have the the issue of a couple of, of, of injuries and big players missing from the team, but the run we're on, the the form we're in, we shouldn't be fearing anybody. Agree. Yeah. But I guess not. we need to find the weaknesses in Pompey on the pre match, don't we, Seb? Indeed, yeah, I'll uh, I'll start the research tomorrow. Obviously, the top score is missing, which is a, a huge benefit. But uh, but yeah, let's let's make sure for once we deliver in a big game, and then if we could win that and get the mythical three on a bounce, then you know going into Oxford away and Plymouth at home, then you know we could really really look to to fly up the table. Yep, big big games. Um, the flagship show will be back, of course. On that'll be out Monday morning as well. That's going to be Ben, Joe, and Craig. So. An all-star lineup for for a big flagship show. We're all getting a run out this week, <laughs> apart from Dave. Apart from Dave, yeah, <laughs> rested. Dave, Dave's the Aluko of the exactly the, right the, the podcast. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't mind that that comparison. But yeah, any any last words from from either of you before we call it a night? Uh, Gary Hayesman says Goodison Park next year. Anyone? Wow, yeah, yeah. I mean, blimey, what's going on there? Yeah, crazy, isn't it? You know the. I, I assumed that Lampard would come in, galvanise and move up, but they're in real danger. And aren't they one of the other presidents? I'm sure they've never been outside from of the, the Premier League era. From the Premier League, yeah. So, yeah, they, on, they, they, could, yeah. they could well go down. That'd be a great away day, wouldn't it? I think they're... I mean, we need to, need to get promoted first, like, but... Um, but the, I think they are Nathan. What a super Nathan sticker. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Nathan. Thank you very, very much. Kind. Nathan's one of the Aussie contingents. 99 in Australian dollar-y-dos. 
Brilliant. We'll buy some Castlemate Forex. Yeah, before before we go, if everyone could like this video on YouTube and just in the comments, we'll quickly put them up, put your score predictions for Saturday. I'm going to go for 1-1. One, one, and I think I'd probably take that at this stage. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I there's mitigating circumstances now, given those injuries, aren't there? So I, I can understand where you're coming from there, Mikey. I think I think it may be that there might be goals in it. I'll go for a two-all. Um, I, I agree with you that I think it will be a draw. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope we win it. And I hope Seb's right that we turn up and, you know, and this is the run of games against teams that we need to beat. And we actually, for once, do it. And we, you know, we, we know... We no, no more Lambert-itis when it comes to teams in the top six. <laughs> I've got more confident than you guys. I'm going to agree with Padger, Knight Badger there. I think we're going to win 2-1. And I think it'll be a, an absolutely epic springboard going into going into Oxford and Plymouth. I'm really, really confident. But I have said that before on these shows and sometimes it comes back to bite me. So I am confident 2-1, yeah. I reckon. You've done a lot of caveating of stuff. The, the prefix to this... Yeah, we had a we had a Seb saying if it's nil nil tonight, don't blame me on Twitter earlier. So well, I was the curse wasn't I? for so many of these pre-game pre, uh, post reaction games. It was always a nil nil. So I I made a vow that if it was a nil nil tonight, I'd I'd never put my hands forward to do one of these pre match uh, post match shows again. So yeah. thankfully that curse has been lifted, and hopefully we can lift our big game curse on the weekend. I like Gary's prediction there, Sully. There you go. Sorry, Mikey. I'm just making. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sully says three-one. Our squad can bear a few injuries. Yeah, that's what the big squad is for. And McKenna's sort of said that all along, hasn't he? That yeah, that's what the squad is there for. Um, Getting opportunity for something. Yeah. Good to finish on a on a positive. After yeah, it was another positive. We won. Form. We we looked after what we could look after. The, in, the injuries happened, but that's we. Nobody's to blame for that. Got another win prediction for Saturday. 2-0 town, keeping a clean sheet and taking all three points. We like that, Chris. Yep. Yep, fingers crossed, eh? Fingers crossed, indeed. Thank you very much for for joining us, everyone, and putting your questions and comments in. Thank you very much, Seb. Rich, well done. You're really getting your cardio in. (laughs) Chasing home um, from Portman Road. But yeah, thanks, everyone, for for watching and listening. Please, Please like and subscribe on YouTube and all of that stuff. And yeah, see you next time up at town. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in a participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.